Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Lieber. no real new hat this week so i just went casual i brought the deck hat from the cabana from the lido deck when i was on the love boat a few weeks ago every week on wrong and wronger makes you feel like you're on the love boat as you get a wash in a sea of the glory that is the host i am steve olivas dr steve ad living my way to my own self-proclaimed glory and he is james the exploding unicorn break well who nobody ad lives to any level of glory but james i have to start by asking, how are you doing tonight? I am horrified. I thought your previous masks were as scary as we could get, and here you are with your natural face back again, and I just want to gag. That, that's where <laughs> I'm at. It's awesome. Ah, oh, one man's gag is another man's glory. But James and I come here each week and argue about things that don't matter to the one person that pays attention to what we say in the first place, and we kind of like it that way. And James, this week... Oh, we got a doozy this week. One that I'm sure people contemplate every day of their lives. What are we arguing about tonight? Yes, this could this could be the start of a new civil war. It is, do you put your <laughs> pants on standing up or sitting down? Standing up or sitting down. Yes. There is a certain absurdity to this topic, but as we mentioned before <laughs> the show started, that's kind of what the whole show is about, James. Yes, let's not pretend we're performing a public service here. We are just talking to hear ourselves talk, and you, dear <laughs> listener singular, are listening just to hear us talk, so let's not pretend this is anything other than what it is. Public service implies more than an N of one. Yes. <laughs> but James, uh, speaking of absurd, let's talk about the poll last week, because yes. I don't think it reflects the spirit of the game. You mean the part where I utterly destroyed you once again... James, I want to draw your attention back to who tabulates those polls and the fact that they are interns. And by very nature of being an intern, it means the cement hasn't quite hardened in them yet. Why? So they don't have a full complement of training that we're putting them through. It's rigorous, our wrong and wronger training program, but it still isn't quite up to where they can now jump into their own podcast, flip a Guam quarter of fate or any of the other 50 quarters of fate and, and have their own argument. Like they're still learning on the job and sometimes they slip up and make mistakes. Last week may have been one of them because I'm fairly certain I won. I, I, I can't even fathom the logic of why you would insult the only official scorekeepers who not only work for free, but are the only ones who will ever check these numbers because you and I are far too lazy to do it. They could just make it up for all we know. We have to trust the results. You're like the defendant who rather than rather than trying to explain his own alibi, he just sits there and insults the judge and the jury like that's never going to end well for you. That does sound a little bit like me, but it's not an insult, James. It's like saying a child isn't fully mature or a, a sapling isn't a full mighty oak tree. Like, it'll be there someday, but it's got to be nurtured and loved. And when you never win a poll again, we're going to know why. This explains <laughs> it all. This one-minute exchange right here. James, you know the one other number thing that I noticed this week? 
And I made yes. a special notation to bring this up. We got a thumbs down, like uh, within 12 seconds of you posting the video, someone put a thumbs down. That makes me sneakingly suspicious that it is you who's doing it. <laughs> you know what? Somebody asked me if it was you who was doing it, egging yourself <laughs> on, by, you know, tilting at windmills. I think you just, you have fed the troll singular among our tiny, tiny audience. There's just one person that gets off knowing that you're irritated. And the more irritated you get, the more downvotes we're going to get. That one person's going to set up like nine different accounts and going to keep downvoting. And it's not going to take many for us to be net negative. I mean, if we only get two upvotes and three downvotes, I mean, overall, we're going to we're gonna sink even further into YouTube oblivion. So maybe you should just watch it and admit defeat to the trolls. A little, a little groveling could go a long way. You know, the nature of your response there makes me lean even harder into thinking it was you. Because I know you well enough that if you're guilty, your initial response, your default setting <laughs> is to blame the other person. Like uh, when I said, I think it was you, and you said, oh, yeah, well, I think it was you. That makes me think, aha, methinks thou dost protest too much. These downvotes are tearing us apart, all the suspicion. <laughs> you know you know what I don't check? I don't what? check upvotes. I don't check downvotes. <laughs> I don't even check views. After I post this podcast, I pretend it doesn't exist because those numbers just <laughs> depress me. Every single category. Oh, I could not bring myself to go and downvote it. I don't have the stomach for it. But let me oh. tell you something. After this exchange, we're going to get like five more downvotes next time. And that's on you. I just want people to know it is killing me softly inside. <laughs> and you know me, James. I suffer in dignified silence. You're still stuck in that adolescent phase that all attention is good attention. And it's not, Steve. It's not good attention. <laughs> Well, I, I'm anyway. All right. We have to compliment each other as difficult of a process as that is for both of us. And then we flip the Guam quarter and decide who will argue which side of this. This, uh, and by the way, speaking of interns, it was one of the interns that suggested this topic. And yes. I don't want to say which one to throw them under the bus. But if you don't like the topic, dear listener, then uh, blame the interns like I don't like the poll results. Our majestic, wonderful interns who come up with the greatest topics, I might say. But my compliment to you this week, Steve, yeah. is uh, you are very prompt on the holidays. Halloween is not for another few days, although it will uh, it will be actually it'll be the night before this, uh, right after yeah, yeah. this podcast comes out. But here you are debuting your horrifying Halloween right. costume, just your face, all natural, <laughs> just just right out there for everybody. The face that is going to give trick or treaters nightmares, and you just pop it on this podcast <sighs> without even giving the watchers a warning. Let me just say to those of you, the majority of you who listen audio only, you have dodged the most grotesque bullet you can possibly imagine. If you want to picture uh, what Steve looks like, imagine an elk, <laughs> but the south end of a northbound elk, and then maybe add in some like damage from a car wreck or two, and you've got a pretty good picture of what he looks like. So, uh, so props to you, audio only listeners, and props to you, Steve, for, for throwing it all out there for Halloween. If I can just combine something you said earlier with that, I will say all of the listeners are now trying to picture me au natural. <laughs> Please don't. It's going to it's going to blow your minds in the worst possible way. We're going to oh, oh, I don't think so. Well, my compliment to you, James, is the fact that you still and I've said this to you before, you keep coming back to this podcast and I think I don't know what's in it for you other than almost weekly aggravation, knowing that you're going to lose the debate, at least in spirit, if not in number. 
But I had a day today that kind of resembles your life, which is I was busy every minute of the day, and yet I still had to figure out time to shoehorn this thing in. And I can't imagine that your life isn't like that. Best-selling author, you got four or five books out, you got 27 children, you've got a wife, you've got a house you're remodeling. The remod started in like 1978. It's still not done yet, I'm sure. You've got uh, everything in life that needs to be tended to, and yet you find time to squeeze in a little Dr. Steve every week. There really wasn't time. Like, I was sitting here relaxing, thinking, <laughs> finally, all of my obligations for the day are done. And then five minutes ago, I realized, crap, I have to record that with Steve. <laughs> and the series of words that left my mouth after that moment cannot be repeated on this family-friendly podcast. Glorious, but believe me, beefcake-like, yes, uh, effervescent... <laughs> I am fully aware of the sacrifices I make to be on here with you. And I also have no idea whatsoever why I do it. But here we are, so let's just get it over with. Wow. Well, that was a very satisfying exchange of compliments. What do the two sides of the Guam Quarter represent for you this evening, James Breakwell? All right. Heads, I'm arguing you put your pants on standing up. Tails, you put your pants on sitting down. All right. Heads is uh, standing. Tails is sitting. It is up, it is down, and it is heads. James Breakwell, you have standing. Yes, because it makes sense, because you wear your pants standing up. That's the way they go on. That's the way you wear the most of the day. If you are active, if you are alive, if you are young. <laughs> what? Wait, so when you sit down, your pants magically disappear? No, you, you you size them for when you're standing up. When you sit down, it's the aberration. Because let's, let's be honest, Steve. We're guys here. We know pants don't always fit the same when you stand up and when you sit down. They don't always fit the same through the course of the day. But the optimal fit you're looking for is for when you're standing up and walking around so you have that full range of motion. So you might as well put them on the way you're going to be experiencing them for the entire day. Not only that, but like sitting down just adds a step. You have to go sit down, pull over the pants, pull them over the legs, and you can't get them up over your butt anyway, so you have to stand up anyway. There's no way to get around the process. It's going to involve standing up. Sitting adds an extra step. Sitting is what you do is if you're, if you're 95 years old and you shouldn't be dressing yourself because at any second you could break a hip, but you insist, I can do it anyway, and you spend 19 minutes getting it on your, on your legs and you get your cane and you sit up just a little bit to get it over your butt. <laughs> and it's just, it's sad and it's degrading and you only do it out of spite. But if you're young what? and you're not 90 years old, if you have some life left in you, if you know how clothes are supposed to fit, then you stand up and you step into them and you pull them up that way. No sitting required, but you're old and I know you're going to disagree. So just, just have at it. Well, I'm old, and that brings with it a certain experience and wisdom in life that perhaps you should pay attention to, James Breakwell. I believe it was Teddy Roosevelt, a man of roughly my own age, who yes. once said, why stand when you can sit? Why sit when you can lay down? And I, I respect that adage and live my life every day as if that is gospel. Why stand when you can sit? Like, uh, if you can sit down, not only do you sit instead of stand, you burn a few less calories, but... You, you, you're special, James, and I know you, you, you keep trying to be as special as me and as unique. You know the old saying, I put my pants on one leg at a time just like everyone else? 
if you put your pants on sitting down, you put both legs on at the same time, <laughs> which means you don't put them on one leg at a time like everyone else. My wife puts her pants on this way. I'm not kidding. She sits down because it's just more efficient. She kind of rocks back, pulls it on both of her feet and then up on her legs. And as she's standing in one fluid motion, just pulls and keeps on walking. And James, by the way, I don't have to force my pants over my butt. <laughs> I don't do the thing where I have to shimmy back and forth or jump up and down like I'm trying to settle some flour in a sack. Like my, <laughs> my pants, they just they glide over my backside. <laughs> Like, uh, that's how nimble and nubile I am as a human being. So, old notwithstanding, I got a physique that is built for pants, man. I know what I'm doing. There's nothing you can say to argue with that because you're not old enough to know the difference. You know, I, I'm old enough to be disturbed, and I'm pretty much disturbed by everything in the last half of your response there. You should you should want to burn calories while you put on pants. It, it gets it gets your pants to fit better. It gives you more options in your wardrobe. You don't size out of things. Besides that, if you sit down to put on your pants, you basically have to get, get dressed right by a bed. But if you stand up to put on your pants, you can get dressed in a closet. You can get dressed in the middle of the room. You can get dressed in a campground. You can get dressed don't in the battlefield. Don't you have a chair in your bedroom? No, I got a slanted closet. I don't. I feel if I want to put my pants on sitting down, I have to go and sit on the bed. It just—it's it's a whole extra thing. Not only that, but I don't know about you. Actually, I do know about you. You certainly don't this, but I work out in the morning. I do a rowing machine. I do my push-ups and pull-ups and all that. And my legs are tired. And if I sit down to put on my pants, I might not be getting back up. Once I'm going, I need to stay upright. I stand when I shower. I stand when I get dressed. I stand when I leave the house. You just—you got to stay upright to keep that momentum. If you sit down, you're just one small step away from laying back down and then your whole day is shot you wake up three hours later your wife doesn't know where you are you've been fired from your job there's just a whole cascade of consequences that you completely avoid if you stay upright in the first place and being as old as you are i know that you've got that dad mode where if you sit down for half a second you can fall asleep sitting oh, up and man, don't pretend you can't ever my enemy yeah yeah well, oh it's your anniversary how many years no, I said inertia is my enemy. Oh, oh, I completely misheard you. Yes, but yeah, I agree with you. Inertia is your enemy. Also, gravity. Pretty much every force in nature <laughs> is working against you at this stage. So, uh, so let's just agree that uh, standing up for putting on your pants is better and close out this podcast. Uh, did you say you have a slanted closet and that's why you need to sit on the bed? It's a... Uh, you, you haven't seen us since the renovation's been up because we've been blocking you from our house for months. But we <laughs> built into the attic, and then you, we expanded all right. the way out to the sides to the slanted roof. So there's the roof is, is slanted. It's like a dormer, kind of. It's a slanted roof in the closet. In the main right. part of our bedroom, it's, it's the nice high ceilings. But as you go into the closet, it slopes down until it gets down to about two feet off the ground. And my, that's where my wife wisely picked up all those Ikea cabinets, 600 pounds worth of them that I had to carry up three flights of stairs. And then she assembled. She's better with tools than I am. There was a whole thing. It's been months in the making. And I know for a fact you were aware of this. But uh, let's just pretend that, uh, that I never told you. Because apparently the things I say to you don't matter. Just like the things our interns say to you don't matter. Because the wow. only person who matters to Steve is Steve. I think that's where we're at, and you're going to get zero votes this week, and it's going to make me so happy. <laughs> All right. What uh, always matters are those Dungeons & Dragons dice that you so adultly carry with you. So, uh, funny story. I don't know where they are. are they, the pig is getting into my cabinet. Oh, I see him. Okay, I found him. Uh-oh. It's uh, Hold on. Bear with me. Ah. 
the pig has been getting into my cabinet. If I had a nickel for every time I heard somebody utter those words, James. So I've got these glass display cabinets, and for the longest time, they just had ornamental glass pieces my wife has been finding all over the place. But when I got kicked out of my office, I had to start putting office supplies in there. And the pig has taken that as open season to just raid it. And she figured out she after she opened every cabinet in the kitchen, she started opening the cabinets in the parlor here. And uh, now it's covered oh. with uh, snout smudges. And oh. she's been... She spent. She nudged around the Polish edition of, of uh, Bare Minimum Parenting. I can't read a word of that book, but I did technically write it. It's kind of dear to me, and now it's been pigged up. You know, it just Ooh. a lot of trauma going on here. But uh, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and roll right. the dice. If you want to vote for standing up and putting on your pants like a reasonable human being, like I argued, vote for 68. If you want to vote for Steve and sitting down and inertia and gravity and everything else that's terrible about getting old, vote for 74. If you want to throw your vote away, vote for 68. Wow. Uh, James and the throwaway vote are inconspicuously identical. Think did about I, that. Huh? Did I seriously roll 68 twice? Yeah, but I don't think it's an accident. I think <laughs> okay. this is fate in We're going to change it up. <laughs> okay. Voting throw away, throw, voting throw away your nothing. vote is one. Throw oh, away your fuck. vote is one. <laughs> How convenient. All right. All right. Well, if you want to vote for James and get all pigged up, another phrase that I've, I wish I had a nickel every time I hear, vote for 68. If you surreptitiously want to throw your vote away, you can also vote for 68. We know how that rolls. If you want to vote for Steve and all that is good and fluffy and nice, vote for 74. If you want your pants to just slide like, like, uh, like Teflon over your butt, 74. And if you want to throw the vote away, I suppose you can also hit one. James, we've come to the end of another fantabulous edition of Wrong and Wronger. And if you like more of this fun frivolity and other things that start with an F, then you know what I'm talking about. Tune in next week. And until then, this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve, for that picked-up guy, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell, saying thanks for listening, thanks for watching, thanks for your patience this week, and as always, two wrongs can't make a right.